0: Hey, this is Welby Pierce. I'm the lead pastor of Hope Rising Church. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope it inspires you, hope it builds your faith, and hope it gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. I hope you enjoy the message. Because there's no other name like the name of Jesus. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. And there's power in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, it's so good to see you this morning. Why don't you high five three people next to you and tell them, come on, come on. There's power in that name. There's power in that name. There's power in that name. And you could take a seat today. Take a seat. Man, I hope uh, hope you're doing all right. Man, y'all give it up for the band. Man, they just, such a great job week in and week out. Uh, man, sometimes this portable game isn't always easy. And uh, if you would have seen us uh, earlier this morning, we were scrambling, man. Man, it was, uh, and uh, the, the devil was in the details today. And uh, so we had to uh, pray lay hands on some things, and uh, just mysteriously mysteriously started working again. So I said, thank you, Jesus. And uh, uh, But man, this portable game sometimes ain't always easy. You see the end product, but you don't see from like 7 to, to 10 or 7 to 9.45 uh, where sometimes we're running around like chickens with our heads cut off, like, come on, let has got to make it happen. So good job, band, tech crew, man, you guys uh, made it happen today. Uh, so thankful for you, because without you, uh, we wouldn't be able to do this today. Well, we would. I just have to scream really loud. Okay, so uh, glad I don't have to do that. Well, hey, I'm Pastor Welby, and I'm the lead pastor here. So glad to get to be here uh, with you today, uh, man. Last week was amazing. Can I just can I just brag on last week for a moment? Is that okay? Uh, like last week, uh, last week is, is was Easter. If if you didn't know, uh, but but it's like the Super Bowl for church. There are three days in church that are the biggest days of the year for church, all right? Why they are, I'm not too for sure, but it just is what it is, all right? And so, so Easter is one of those days. Mother's Day is the other, one of the other ones. And then Christmas, those are the three like days of the year where everybody comes out of the woodwork uh, to come to church. And, and so last week, we had set a goal. Uh, that we would, I said, Lord, it'd be great if, if, uh, if we had 200 people here in service, uh, uh, you know, all on this campus. And uh, can I tell you, I just, is it okay to celebrate some goals that went, some wins. Uh, I want you, to, man, we had 211 people here last week, man. It was so amazing, and uh, man, we were having to add chairs. And uh, some of you, I know, are here from last week. We want to say thanks for being back this week, and. Uh, we 're just believing that God's doing some great things uh, in you and and I just want you to hey just open up and allow God to do what only God can do uh, We had six people last week that said yes to Jesus they said hey i 'm saying yes i'm I'm going all in with Jesus We had uh, three that I know of said hey i'm I'm still considering uh, this 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 faith walk with Jesus and uh, maybe you're here, maybe you're one of those people, or, or maybe you're here and you're considering what it is to follow Jesus, and I want to let you know that, that we've created this place just for you. Like, you're welcome here. You can consider all you want. It may take you weeks, months, it may take you years, but I want you to know that we're going to have a seat with your name on it every Sunday uh, as, as the Lord moves in your life and in your heart. And so, uh, I'm so excited today because we start a new series called Your Next Step your next step. But, but today, we're, we're going we're gonna to celebrate a next step for people, and that's through water baptism. And, man, I, I'm excited. I don't know about you, but I love water baptism. It's some of our most fun days uh, to get to celebrate with others. And, and I, I want to throw this out here now, all right? Everybody say now. I want to throw this out here now that by the end of service, you may be here and you may say, I didn't plan to get baptized but man, it would, sure would be nice to get baptized today. But I wasn't—I'm not prepared. I don't have my clothes. I don't have a towel. All those things that you may not have. I, I want you to know that we've got you covered today. If you want to get baptized and and you didn't plan on it, but by the end of service you're like, I, I think. I, I want to go public with my faith, and we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end. But if that's you, I want you to know we've got shorts for you. We've got shirts for you. we got a towel for you. Like, whatever you need, we've got you covered today, okay? So it's kind of a no-excuse type of Sunday, all right? If I say no excuses... It's a no-excuse type of Sunday. And so we're going to be water baptizing people. And, hey, I I wanted you to hear from a couple that have recently been baptized in our church. And I'm so proud of this couple. Uh, They've come a long way in a short amount of time. And I want you to check this video out of David and Brittany.
1: I needed leadership. I didn't have leadership in my life. I didn't have a—my dad wasn't around. My stepdad didn't— really want a relationship with me like that, so I went to the older guys in my neighborhood. I needed leadership. I was a follower. I first had like contact with the actual gang when I was like 12. As I started hanging around with them more, I started getting involved in what they were involved with more, and that's how it kinda just fell into place for me. I first went to jail when I was 17. I did the year and I got out for 20 days and within the 20 days I got another aggravated robbery case and went straight back to prison. I got out and went right back to doing the same thing. Within another like three months, I had already been involved in something that was gonna lead me to prison again for a third time. That was just another sport to me. Like all the aggression and the violence and it, it was it was bad for me. I freaked out, like I
0: screamed and cried and wanted to beat up everybody in that courtroom. (laughs) At first they
1: say guilty, then like you said, you know, they take them back and then they come back for the verdict part of it and you know, all I kept thinking was 44 years, like I'm 26, 27 years old and that's, you know, we're gonna be old. They find me guilty, they arrest me, they take me to the back and that officer says like, to reach out for the Lord. So in my mind, I'm like, what else is there to do? I have to do this. God is the only one that can help me. And uh, when that officer said to hit my knees, and I hit my knees, I went back out there, and it's not common for a person to get six years after getting found guilty in a trial with all of this happening
0: with him getting locked up, I turned to drinking. I've always had, drinking's always been my vice. So when I got in the accident, I was leaving a bar, hit me going about 74 miles an hour, and my driver's side door, I mean, it was horrible. I woke up in the hospital, I had I knew I was had been drunk, so I was scared that it was my fault or I did something to somebody. And the first thing the doctor told me is that I'd probably never walk
1: again. I'm in my cell and the sergeant, the sergeant on shift will come get you and like, hey, we have news and we've gotta come we've got to come out to my office. Whenever they do that, you know it's something bad. And we're gonna call your brother-in-law cause uh, he has something to tell you. So I get on the phone with him, he's like, man, Brittany was in a bad accident. Just started telling me about all this, like how bad she was doing, right? And like everything that was wrong with her and like, it hurt, it hurt. Like leaving them to fend for themselves. He saw the light and he heard the Lord call out, for he said, why, uh, why are you persecuting me? That's what the Lord told uh, Paul. So I'm, I'm sitting there thinking like, why have I been running? You know what I mean? Like, why have I, like, you've been choosing these paths that you know are going to lead to destruction, lead to harm, and lead you to being in trouble. So why not choose a path that's not going to lead me to harm, that's going to lead me to life? Well, right before I made parole, right before I had even seen parole, she uh, had started going to our church, our home church now, Hope Rising, and was like, she started doing stuff that she was she had never done ever. Like, started like uh, sending me scriptures and prayers and like, well, I was like, what the heck is going on with this girl? Like, man, these people are having an effect on her. Like. If this is really the church you want to be our home church, then I'm I'm with you on that. I wanna get baptized as a family, and that'll be our, that'll be symbolic for like us as a family starting our journey together. When Jesus, when John the Baptist baptized Jesus, that was the beginning of his ministry. So for me, it's like, all right, I'm getting baptized. I'm accepting Jesus Christ into my heart. The Holy Spirit is now present to hold me accountable of my sins, and I'm doing, what God needs me to do. So the baptism really just is, a, is a starting. It's starting of our ministry.
0: Come on, y'all, give it up. That's so good. So good. So proud of you, too. And, uh, man, that's so good. When you see people taking next steps, and uh, when, I, when I tell you we make space for people, they, they, those two right there could tell you that that we make space for people, and um, because because your problem may not be their problem, but you got a problem. Your issue may not be their issue, but you got issues. Look at somebody next to you. and Say you got issues. <laughs> yeah, come on, you, like like quit trying to hide it. We all know, all right. We all know you're crazy. It's all right. Um, but we, we're uh, just just it's stories like that. I love it. One of the things I love that I'm starting to to see is that I don't have to I don't have to try to um, convince you that God can do something great. I don't I don't even need to because we, we have stories like this that say, Hey, this is what God's been doing in our life. And because he was doing this in our life, this is what we did. And we went public with our faith. And So I, I see it on, on social media. And I, I see people living out their faith. And I, I, see, I see you uh, saying things that, that we say all the time. And I'm like, wow, this is working. Babe, I'm like, this is working. And uh, it's, it's amazing. And so I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of everybody that, that's taking your next step. And I want you to know that we, we are constantly trying to get you to take your next step. It looks different for everyone. I get it. I know that we're all in different places. We're in different spots in life, and since we began, uh, since we began this church last year, uh, we've had 128 people take their next step and say yes to Jesus. I just think that's amazing. 128 people have said yes to Jesus. That's so good, and people are taking their next step today and and getting baptized. Uh, maybe your next step today is saying yes to Jesus. Maybe maybe your next step is, is joining a group this summer, one, one of our groups. Uh, it'll be six weeks for the summer. We just ended our, our spring semester of groups, and can I tell you that groups is the, is the strength of our church? Like, it is the strength of our church. Can I, let's throw up this graphic, Enrique. I, I want you to see this, uh, if you can. There's, we had 19 leaders And we had 122 individuals, unique individuals. This isn't double counting if you do multiple groups. This is 122 people that were involved with our groups. Can I say that's amazing? Can I say for the size of our church, I I don't know the exact percentage, but our percentage of people involved in groups has to be 85, 90% or higher um, involvement. And can I tell you, when we say we want to do life with you, we literally want to do life with you. I think one of the coolest things with that 122 is is that that represents some people that don't even go to our church. We we have we have people that are going to our groups that don't even attend our church and can I tell you when we're when we are doing that I feel like we are winning and that is something to celebrate. So good job those that led and thank you for being a part. So anyways, that might be your next step. Maybe you haven't been in a group and you need to get into a group this summer. Uh, it'll be six weeks, and uh, we'll get you more details as that, that comes along. But mid-June will start, and it'll end in the end of July. And uh, Man, I'd love for you to be a part of that. So maybe your next step is to begin to give. To give. Maybe you call Hope Rising Home, and, and you've, not, you've not taken that step. You've not, you've not ch- just taken that challenge from the Lord to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to see if your word is true in this. And maybe that's the next step for you is giving. Maybe your next step is, is getting into growth track. Maybe you've, you've, you've been here, you've been sitting, you've been listening, you've been hearing, and man, I want you to know we're, we're passionate about getting you to begin to discover your purpose. Man, get into growth track. It's four weeks, it's four weeks long. There's just four easy steps. Listen, it's not the end all, but it's something to, that, we, that we use to help jumpstart you to discover your purpose because we don't want you to be 60 years old and look back in your life and say, I don't know what I was created for. You've lived, you've lived two-thirds of your life, and you, and you don't even know what you were created for. And we just believe that everybody should know what they were created and designed for. And so our goal for this series is to do exactly what it says, help you take your next step. Because giving your life to Jesus, I, I just believe it's the best decision you could ever make, Right? Like, like saying yes to Jesus, come into my life, forgive me my sins, be the Lord of my life. It's the best decision you could ever make. But what do we do next? Easter is over. Now what? Right? How do we follow Jesus? What, what does following Jesus mean? even begin to look like and maybe you've asked those questions and and I've asked those questions myself and so I titled the message this today I titled it the good book could you say that with me the good book come on say it again the good book all right listen I believe that today it's going to be great for those who have recently said yes to Jesus if you've said yes to Jesus last week yesterday maybe you said yes to Jesus a month ago I believe this is for you I believe it's for people today that that you've been saved a long time. Maybe you've even grown up in church, but I believe it's going to be something that reinforces uh, your next step. I also believe it's going to be good for people. Maybe you're here and you don't even believe in Jesus. Maybe you're here and you're like, I'm just considering this thing. I'm just trying to walk this thing out. I'm just trying to see what it's really all about. I believe that this is going to be good for you today as well. So you've given your life to Jesus. Or you're considering, what's your next step? Well, one of your next steps should be to read the word. I say, read it. read it. Read the word. Do you know that the Bible is the most read book in history? The best-selling book of all time and the most translated book. And so the Bible is, 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 a, is a, a book, a book right? There's 66 books in this book, all right? So 66 books make up the Bible, and the Bible is written, it's been inspired by all of these authors, inspired by the Holy Spirit. And so let's dive in today. As we talk, I'm gonna talk a little bit of scripture, and then I wanna give you some practical points uh, on how to read the word and what to expect when we read the word. But in John 1, Verses 1 through 2, it says this, in the beginning was the Word, and when, when John is, is referencing the Word here, he's actually referencing the person of Jesus, okay? So, but in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. I don't know about you, but, but that, that phrase, in the beginning, it immediately reminds me of how the Bible starts out in Genesis chapter one. Anybody? Genesis chapter one, verse one. In the, say it with me, beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And it's both here in Genesis and here in John, the context shows that the beginning is absolute. The beginning of all things, the beginning of the universe. And we even begin to read in the book of Mark, one of the synoptic gospels. And Mark, he starts off by using the same word, the same phrasing, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so it began to make me think this very thought, that it's possible John is saying this. Mark has told you about the beginning of Jesus' public ministry. But I want to show you that the starting point of the gospel can be traced farther back than that, before the beginning of the entire universe. And so John, he says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God in the beginning. I love what 2 Timothy says to reinforce this thought, that all Scripture is God-breathed, and it's useful for teaching. It's for rebuking, you ever had to rebuke your kid before? Come on, just use some scripture. Come on, spare the rod. Now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hit you with the rod. Come on, just kidding, just kidding. We would never do that. Um, but it's useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting and training in righteousness. You know what that tells me is that the word is good for everything. Anything in our lives, the word is good for, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every. Good work. I don't know about you, but I want to be equipped with everything that I can be equipped with. If I'm gonna go to battle, I want to be equipped with with the best tools, the best resources, man, the the best armor. Come on, the the, the best machinery, the best, the best guns there are, right? I wanna I wanna have the best. I want to be equipped for every good work. And so the Bible, it's inspired by God's breath and infused with his power. It's this living word. Do you know that the Bible is alive? The Bible's not dead. It's not just just not a normal book. It's just not words on a page. But the Bible is alive. It's a living word, and it gives us this plan for redemption for all people. I'm so glad that there's a plan for redemption for my life. And I'm sure if you've said yes to Jesus, that you're glad that there was a plan for redemption for you as well. And I think if I could tell you anything today, if, I could, if you could go home on this, go home with this right here. Write this down, tattoo it on your arm, do what you got to do. Come on, uh, build your life on God's word. Like if you go home with anything today, go home with this. Build your life on God's word. If you want to know God, I mean, that's our desire. Here at Hope Rising, that's our desire that you would know God. If you want to take the next step in your journey of faith, then no matter where you are, no matter who you are, that you can build your life on God's word and you can start today. It's the beauty of it all. You say, well, I'm, 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 I'm 45 years old and, and I just, I just never have. You could start today. You can start today. Jesus is talking to the crowds in Matthew Chapter 7, and this is the message version, and it says this. It says, these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. It's not by accident that, that I'm speaking these things. No, these things have purpose that I'm, I'm speaking into you. These homeowner improvements to your standard of living. No, it, it's better than that. It's better than those improvements. Now, these words that I speak to you, they are the foundational words Words to build your life on. And if you work these words into your life, everybody say, work it. work it. Come on, if you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built us house on solid rock. So this week, um, we try to rearrange my daughter's uh, closet a little bit. And so my daughter's closet is um, it ha- it's one of those it just has like one bar just straight across like you as soon as you walk in poof you got clothes like right in your face. Okay. So, um, and she's a girl. Okay. So she's got clothes, toys, dolls, uh, things that I didn't even know they made. And so uh, she's got all this stuff and it's just, the, the closet was kind of disarray. It was crazy. And so we were like, we, we need more space for, for Bria. We need, we need to make sure she, her closet is, um, is adequate for her. She's growing up, she's getting a little older and she's, you know, uh, her stuff is getting bigger now and all that stuff. So we're like, Hey, uh, let's just rip out her closet. Now you need to know something about me, um, ripping out a closet, a handyman. those those things don't really go hand in hand with me, all right? I'm normally like, hey, let's pay for somebody to come do this, uh, let's, let like, if I'm going to do it, I'm probably going to put 18,000 drill marks in the wall, I'm going to have to try to putty, and, and I'm going to putty it, and it's going to look like I did it, and, you know, whatever, so, but I was like, hey, it's a closet, right, it's a kid's closet, I can do this, i a little DIY, and my, my wife's like, you go, babe, you got this, and, and so, so I was like, she's trying to encourage me because she knows I already hate the idea that I'm gonna have to do something that's gonna involve like just having to fix something okay it's just it's not my strength okay I'm securing that I know that that's why I got Enrique in the back come on so uh you know so Enrique helps me out so so I um I'm like I don't even know how to rip this closet out and so I, I do the best thing I know to do I go to YouTube right Come on, back on YouTube before, a little DIY project, how to fix your car, how to whatever. And so uh, I go to DIY I go, DIY, I go to YouTube, and I say, how to rip out a closet. You know, and, and there's this guy, he, he has a nice instructional video. He's like, you just got to get a box cutter, you just got to cut all this around, cut the caulking out, right? And you just got to, right, you just got to just lift it up. But when in his video, it was like really easy. He was like, you know, and it's like, he's like, if you mess up the wall, it's cool. You know, you can fix it, no big deal. But when you looked at his video, it was like perfect. It was like immaculate. It went so smooth and easy. And so I was like, cool. So I was like, right. So so I did all the things I was supposed to do, and it was I unscrewed a couple things, and I was like, man, I'm feeling good about myself. And and then and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lift this up, no big deal. And I was like, <laughs> And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to put a little, you know, put a little you know, elbow grease into it. And so finally, like, you know, after 100 times, whatever, because I'm trying, I, I, listen, I already know if I'm going to, like, bust this up, I'm going to, like, put a hole, I'm going to see outside by the time I'm done with this wall, okay? And so, so I'm like, bam! And finally it comes up. And I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. I didn't break anything. The wall's still intact. We're good, all right? And so, so it all comes down, like, nice and neat. It's great. I felt good about myself. I was like, even got some putty, kind of did, the, you know, the that thing you're supposed to to do with it and uh, you know a spackle and whatever. And man, it's great. I'm so proud of myself. And I, and, and so we paint the wall, and I, I can paint, I'm pretty like decent at painting, so I was like, Oh, thank you. I can do that. And and so so now comes time for the, the organizer, the closet organizer that I have to install that we bought. And um, you know, I like to see big pictures. <laughs> Sometimes the details kind of kill me just a little bit and and so I was like, I know, like, I can read the instructions. I'm not dumb. Like, I'm a pretty smart guy. Like, went to college, all this stuff, you know. Um, but I'm reading it, and I'm just like, I might as well be reading Japanese. I just, I just don't know, okay? And so uh, I, I was like, I'm going to lay this out on the floor, and so, so I get in the living room, I need some space, and I laid all that on the floor, you know, I laid the top brace up, and, or out there, and, and then I lay these slats on there, and then I lay just everything, just, just how it's supposed to go in her closet. And so I was like, all right, and I was like, man, but it says this top piece has to go into a stud, and I'm like, well, I'm a stud, but that, uh, <laughs> I was kidding, and so, uh, and so, um. So I, I go to Enrique and I'm like, hey, you got a stud finder? And he's like, well, it's my wife, but you can't use hers. So I was like, I was like, well, that's right. So so give me he said, well give, give me, you know, the thing you buy at Lowe's or whatever. And so I so I got to my wall and you know, they're like on you're supposed to have sixteen centers or twenty-four centers, whatever, you know. I act like I know what I'm talking about. And and so like I put it on there and I'm like, it's going like I'm like, awesome, there it is, Ooh, nope, no stud, all right, and I was like, you know, so I was like, I mean, I, I really probably put, you can't see them because of the, the bar that's at the top, I'm like, whew, thank you, Jesus, okay, uh, you can't see all the sins, right, the grace, the grace is sufficient for, for me, okay, and so, so this bar, it covers it all, I'm so thankful for that, uh, but needless to say, I was able to do it, but man, I couldn't have done it if I didn't have the manual, I couldn't have done it. Like I could have looked at it. I could have visualized it. I could have told you what it was supposed to look like, but telling you how to do it, to, you know, knowing my luck, I would have put it up in the closet, and we put all the clothes on it, and it just goes, we just just comes towering down. That's kind of my luck when it comes to home renovations. I just want you to know that your boy did it, like it's up, everything is still, still holding up. Come on, it's, it's still there, like I'm so thankful. If it falls, I may not tell you, uh, just for my own pride's sake, but I couldn't have done it without the manual. But this is what the Bible is to us, as believers, as a Christ follower. It's, it's a manual, it's a guide. In fact, I think one of the coolest things about the Bible is that you don't even have to believe in Jesus to apply some of it in your own life. There are things that you can read that it don't even matter if you're saved or not. The principles of the word will come true if you just apply them to your life. I love what it says. David says, your word is a a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my feet. Path. You, you, may, you may not know everywhere that you're fixing to face, but man, that word will give you your next step. So how does the Bible work in your life? How does it work in my life? life. I want to give you six things today. These are practical things. Write these down. Come on, you can write a a, a list on your hand. Come on, I don't care what you do. Take pictures of the screen. Whatever is good for you, but write these, get these things down. The first one is this, is that the Bible is top dog, all right? We could have said dog. Uh, We could have said cat, but we know there's no such thing. Come on. And so the Bible is top dog. So welcome the Bible into your life and accept its authority. The Bible is the authority in our lives as a believer. You can't have a take it or leave it kind of attitude when it comes to God's word. You can't be like, oh, that's so 2008, that's so old, ah. Like like we can't be like that. Either, Either God's word is true or it's not. Either it works or it doesn't. Either it's for us or it's not. We, we can't. It, it'd be easy just to cherry pick a little. Oh, oh I like that. Mm, yes, blessings. Come on, we all want to be blessed, right? Thank you, Jesus. He's for me, not against me. Mm, my cup's gonna run over. Thank you, Jesus. Like, like, like. Those are all good things, right? But, but when we read things that convict us, or read things that were like, mm, I don't know about that. Like, I don't know if that was the Holy Spirit or if that's just John. He had bad pizza. But I don't, I don't know about all of that. No, no, no. The Bible is. Breathe, right? God breathed, inspired by the Holy Spirit. And either we believe all of the word or we don't. It, it doesn't mean that, that we're perfect at following it. It just means it's either all true or it's it's not. And so 1 Thessalonians 2.13 says, And we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you've accepted it not as human word, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. Paul's saying, hey, hey, you, you didn't you didn't just you didn't you didn't just hear us speaking, but you received it as it was the word of God, that it came from the heart of God. And that's one of our prayers every Sunday that we get to to, to worship together and bring the word together, whether it's me or it's somebody else up here speaking, that 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 we may be speaking here, but that as we speak and the word goes forth, that the the heart of God God would begin to minister to you, that the words of God would begin to, to minister to your heart. And there may be things, there may be things that are set up here that you receive completely different. There's been times that, that I'll say something, and somebody after service will be like, Man, that's so good. Man, when you're talking about this, and I was like, I never said that. But I'm like, huh Oh, yeah, that was good, wasn't it? That was good. And 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 what happens is it's God, God has a way of translating what we say sometimes, so that it gets from here to in here, right? And so it gets from this microphone, and it processes through your mind, and it gets to your hearts. He said it wasn't human words, but it was actually the word of God. To grow in your faith, you must settle the issue of the authority for your life. I remember growing up as a kid. I had to establish who was the authority in my life. My mom and dad, right? Son, I'm gonna squash you if you don't take out the trash, right? I, I, could, I, could, I could tell my dad to go jump in a river or I can realize that he was the authority in my life and that he really could squash me and I could decide to obey or disobey, right? And so, uh, to grow in your faith, we've gotta settle those issues, that the Bible is top dog, that it is the authority in our lives. And when we read the word, when we, when we establish this, God's guidelines provide healthy, holy boundaries for your life. I believe we all need boundaries. I, I, believe, I believe it, like, like drive down 290, what if you, like is crazy, but what if there were no lines on the road? Come on, whoa, like, mind blown, everybody's wrecking, everybody's having a bad day, right? The Bible, it gives us wisdom in our lives, wisdom for your marriage, wisdom how to parent your kids, and have you ever, if you got multiple kids, you you raised your first one, you're like, man, this was so good, I love, this, this kid's great, and then you have the second kid, and you're like, I don't even know what to do with you, you're like, you're completely different, like, you act different, you think different, you came from the same gene pool, but I don't know who you are, right? The Bible will give you wisdom. Wisdom on how to grieve and do with loss. But it'll give you this peace. It'll give you more joy. It'll give you more fulfillment in your life. But you have to let God's word be the final word. Secondly, number two, include the Bible in your life on a regular basis. I'm telling you, I'm going super practical today, all right? Super practical. In fact, I thought... I thought early on this week, this message was so simple. I was like, I don't even know if I should preach this message because it's so simple, but work with me. Include the Bible in your life on a regular basis because as foundational as this message is, please silence all your cell phones. This is mine, sorry. (laughs) Um, As Foundational or fundamental as this message is. I find many Christians don't do this. We fail to neglect God's word. We, we don't even read the Bible. You've been saved. You've said, Jesus, be Lord of my life. But do you really know Jesus? Because it's, it's, it's a relationship thing, right? I mean, think about this. What if I only talked to Chris and my wife A beautiful wife. What if I only talked to her on Sundays? What what if if the only time that we communicated and we talked was on Sunday mornings between 7 and 1? Because we show up at 7 and we set up church and we leave somewhere around the neighborhood of of 1, right? And uh, what if that was the only time that we communicated? It, It wouldn't be much of a relationship, would it? It wouldn't be really a whole lot of substance there. There, there wouldn't be a whole lot of just, just a, a, a solid relationship. And, and likewise, we got to get beyond the Sunday brunch. Come on, if you're a believer, we got to get beyond the Sunday brunch. We we got to get beyond just 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 the food that's given on a Sunday morning here at church. Come on, it's gonna be good. Like I'm gonna give you a to-go bag. Like you're gonna get to go home and you make it snack on it for a couple hours. You make a snack on it at nighttime. You may be like, mm, like I'm gonna give me some 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 of that right there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stew on some John one one right there. Like that's so good. Like I'm gonna go back. and I'm gonna read that chapter. Like in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and it was with God. Like, you just you like stewing on it. Man, this is so good. I love this. Like, I'm gonna give you some dessert. I'm gonna give you some give you some bluebell ice cream you could take home and enjoy. Come on, somebody. Like, like maybe a little coffee to go with it. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna hook you up. I'm gonna help you out. But I don't know about you. Monday's Monday's coming tomorrow. And I don't know about you. I like fresh food. Like I need some, I need something fresh. I need, I need something good for my soul. Like when I wake up, like I, I need a fresh cup of coffee. Come on, somebody. Like, like I don't I don't need yesterday's cup of coffee. Come on, that's cold and it's stale. It's not good any longer. But I need I need something good for the soul. And just like our bodies require physical nourishment, so do our souls require spiritual nourishment. Come on, we got to get past just the Sunday meeting, and we got to include the Bible in our lives on a regular basis. Thank you. Come on, somebody, put your hands together. I'm preaching better than you're helping me out today. Number three, make a plan for your time in God's word. Make a plan. Schedule a time that was good for you. You may, you may like to get up early in the morning. You may like, it may be your lunch break. It may be at night when everybody's in bed, but schedule a time that is good for you. In fact, put it on a calendar if you have to. Calendar it. Like, I know this. If I put something on the calendar, 9.9 times out of 10, that thing's going to get done. I'm not going to miss the meeting. I'm not going to miss the phone call. I'm not going to forget to pick up the kids at school. Come on, Anybody done that? And so, not me, uh, but if you had, you'd understand. And so, uh, put it on the calendar if you have to. And then do this. Get a good old-fashioned Bible. Like, I know this may look a little foreign to you. Some of you younger cats, you may be like, I don't even know what he's holding up right there. That's so weird. Um, Get a Bible. Like, one that you can actually hold in your hand. And I know that sounds so old school. You're like, man, you're young. Why are you going so old school? Like, I just laughed because I said I was really young. And so, um... Because when you open this thing up, you know what I love? Oh, like right there, I just opened it up. I got like a sticky note right there. Boom! I can I can I can go through the pages, and I've got I've got notes that are written in the margins, and I, I've got i got it underlined, and I can go back and be like, "Oh, that's what God was speaking." Then, "Oh, that is so good. I love that." Like like get a a physical, old fashioned Bible. They're not too expensive. You, you could get you could get cheap ones for like ten dollars. Like like get a get a physical. Bible, because here's why. Like, like, you can get the Bible on your phone. In fact, I encourage you to get the Bible on your phone. I encourage you. But just like I was preaching a second ago, and I forgot to put my phone on vibrate. We're reading our phone, and I don't know about you, it goes, Badoop. We're like, thank you, Lord Jesus, you're so good. In the beginning was the word, Badoop. Oh, let me see who texted me. <laughs> yeah, what's up, Yeah. Softball, yeah, let's go. Come, I'll be there. Go, cool. All right, let me get back to John. Right? And just, like, you just keep on getting notifications. You get emails pop up. You got other things going on. And we get distracted, distracted from everything else that's going on in our world or in your world. And I want you to know, I, like, I get it. Like, I'm with you. But if you're reading on your, on your your Bible on your phone, Man, they got this beautiful tool. It's called Do Not Disturb. Man, put your phone on Do Not Disturb. Like, don't, like, they call, they text. You know, they're going to be all right. Like, I, I, I am, I, I text back fairly quickly most of the time. But there's times where I just got to put it on Do Not Disturb. Like, I got to have some me and Jesus time. Like 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 if I, if I can have some me and Jesus time, I know I'm gonna be a better husband. I know I'm gonna be a better father if I can put some do not disturb time on and I'm, it's just me and Jesus. If I, if I just put some worship music on and just be me and Jesus for a moment, man, my kids are gonna love me a whole lot more because I'm gonna my attitude's not gonna be so bad or oh man I'll be so short tempered well, maybe maybe naturally I would be. I'm going to be a better pastor. I'm going to preach better because I put some things on do not disturb because me and the Lord were spending some time together. See, the key is to make reading God's word a priority, not just something we squeeze in our calendar if we remember. Make a plan for time in God's word. Fourth, choose a strategy. Write this down. Choose a strategy. For how you will read the Bible, get a reading plan. In fact, I, I told you that, that they make they make a free app. It's called version. Everybody should have version on your phone, Android, iPhone, whatever phone. Like they like get the version app on your phone. You need it, and this is why because because they have reading plans. They have read the Bible in a year plan. They have seven day get my marriage better plan. They have uh, plans that that are for fasting and praying and and for doubt and grief and uh, joy and leadership and all types of plans that you you can search out. It's an amazing tool. Get it. You, you may even say, I don't even know where to begin to read the Bible. Like you ever been there before? You're like, I don't even know where to begin. It's so much right there. There's 66 books. Where am I supposed to read? And you like open it up, and you go into Leviticus, and you're like, I don't know if I should read this book no more. This is really crazy. Like, I shouldn't have started here. There's some weird stuff going on. Like, no. Not today, Satan. Not today. Come on. And um, can I tell you, hey, start with the book of John. It's really good. You're going to read about Jesus, all right? A lot of miracles that Jesus did, did and, and the disciples. You're to, man, just get in that book of John. It's in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. It's the fourth book of the New Testament. Get in there. You're going to love it. Um, choose a strategy for how you're going to read the Bible. Fifth, don't just read the Bible. Let the Bible read you. Don't just read the Bible, let it read you. Personalize what you are reading realize that the Bible is just not a historical book or a poetic book, but it's inspired and it is timeless. I mean, put yourself into some of the stories. I mean, I mean, when you're reading like Moses in, in the Red Sea, and you're like, man, that's amazing, God, how you split the Red Sea from Moses. And, and I'm going through a situation that seems impossible, but I ask you that you would split the Red Sea of my situation and what I got going on and what I got going through. And God, I want you to move just like you did from Moses, move from me. God, just like you did for Joshua, him and the Israelites, they're they're going around the city of Jericho seven times, and they're quiet. It doesn't make sense, but you said after the seventh time that the walls are going to fall down. God, I got some walls in my life that I've built up, but God, I know as I worship you and lift you up, you're going to begin to bring the walls down in my life. Jesus, I I read where where you raised Lazarus from the dead. God, I know there's some things that are dead inside of me, but there's some things that you want to raise back up to life again. Come on, when you put yourself in the situation and apply the word, maybe you're not physically dead, but there's something dead on the inside of you. And you're like, oh, God, bring that back to life. Bring those dreams back to life. Bring that purpose back to life again. Because God's word is the same yesterday, today. And forever, it is not dead; it is alive. I love what I love what David said in Psalm 119. He said, "I have hidden your word in my heart, that I might not sin against you." Why is it important that that we have the word in our heart? Why is it important that we memorize the word? Why is it, like like I grew up in those Bible quiz, I mean, kids like memorize books of the Bible. Uh, not me; I was never that smart, uh, but uh, or dedicated. I don't know. And so, <laughs> but they, they were like they. Hey, we're, gonna, we're gonna start Revelation one, and they just like read Revelation like for the next like eighteen hundred chapters. So you're just like, oh my gosh, how do you, how do you even, how do even memorize all of that? Like they just memorize books. Because there'll be a time when maybe you don't have your phone, or a time your phone is dead, and a, a time where maybe you don't have the physical word with you, but there's some stuff inside of your heart and some stories that you've heard that you're being able to, to bring to remembrance and say, you know what, man, I remember this, and, and you begin to pray, and you begin to speak the word over your life and over your situation. Yes. That's why our groups are so important, man. You get into a group and you start studying the Bible together. Man, we've had groups this past semester studying the book of Acts and uh, 1 John. And man, we just, I'm telling you, you start, you start studying the Bible with other people, and man, your heart opens up, your, your mind opens up. Man, it's amazing. Six, write this down look for ways to apply the Bible in your everyday life. Look for ways to apply the Bible in your everyday life. James 1, says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Everybody say, do it. Come on, do what it says. It does you no good if you don't apply what the word teaches. I mean, think about it in school. Like, if you never applied what you were taught. Like, you're like, ah, teachers don't know what they're talking about. They're dumb. And you're like, whatever, I'm gonna do my own thing. Two plus two ain't four, it's five, fool, come on. Like, like, what if you didn't apply what you were taught? The foundational tools, right? The foundational things in your life. It does us no good if we don't apply what is taught or taught. Teach, teaches, whatever. You know what I'm saying. You get up here. <laughs> <laughs> and, hey, this is, this is the kind of church we want to be, not just a church that, that talks, but a church that does, not just a church that says, hey, we're going to make you feel good on Sunday, but no, we want you to get up on Monday and be able to apply some things that you heard, because we want to be a church that does what the Word says. I love, just a few weeks ago, we had Hope Week, and, and we served We served seven other organizations, uh, nonprofits. We, we fed the teachers that week, and, and we fed the homeless that week, and we put clothes on people's backs, and, and we served uh, Cypress Area Ministry, Cam, right? Uh, we served that ministry, and we, we served Carinet, uh, 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 thank you. And so we, we, we did all these things because of you you say, hey, we've got a heart to step up and to step out and not just read the word, but actually put it into practice. We have a serve day this summer that'll be in July. And what's gonna happen is that we're gonna rally together and we're gonna let people know, hey, there's a church in this area. There's a church in Cypress, Texas. There's a church that's gonna reach out. It's gonna love you no matter what. You may never come into our doors. You may never come to a service, but we don't care because we're gonna love you anyways because that's what the Bible says. It says, love God and love Love people. Not love people if they come to your church. No, just simply love God and love people. But a better world we'll be in if we just will practice that. Thank you for joining us in the Hope Rising podcast. Visit us online at hoperising.co. If you're in the Cypress, Texas area, we would love to connect with you on Sundays, 10 a.m. at Spillane Middle School. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful week.